0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward Rick Barry from behind the line. They put him again. It's Barry. And now Rick Barry, the league's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Rick Barry Show. Uh, you may have remembered as Warriors 24. I'm with my cohort in crime. Yes, that's right. The Surfman himself, Cyrus Satchis. And we are delighted to be joined by the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, Kevin Dana. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, how are things going down in uh, wonderful Santa Cruz, where I tried to get my son to be on that team and it didn't
0: work? <laughs> well, hey, Rick, Cyrus, thanks so much for having me on. It's an honor to be on with, with both of you guys Um, Santa Cruz. I can't wait. Training camp starts Monday. The G league draft is this weekend. Don't quite know who's on the roster yet, but you can tell the two way contracts that, that a couple of those guys, obviously guys who are on two ways are going to be in Santa Cruz for at least a chunk of the season. Then likely some of the guys who got waived at the end of training camp, who didn't get picked up by other NBA teams will likely be in Santa Cruz as well. So you kind of have an idea of a a few of the guys who are going to be on the roster, but we'll really know come about five days from now.
2: All right. It is time to take a quick break to talk about our official sponsor bet online. We're back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season. I used it last night and I loved it. It was easy and there's more props, odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe 50 that's new it's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that the guy that probably will be there and should get a lot of time because he needs to have that to be able to show what he can do is probably Kaminga. Uh, he hasn't been really getting much of an opportunity in the preseason doing stuff, but he obviously showed well in the summer league. Uh, your thoughts on on him and his potential?
0: Yeah, I think Jonathan Kaminga had a really positive summer league experience. I mean, you could just like 18 about to be he was 18 during summer league, 19 once the, the NBA regular season started, or about to turn 19. And I mean, he has a man's body and he knows how to use that body. And that was really impressive to me. Obviously, the shooting is something that needs to develop. And you know, selfishly, I would love to see him down in Santa Cruz as much as possible, because uh, I think he could really be a, a big attraction uh, for fans at Kaiser Permanente Arena. I definitely see a big upside there. I also thought he was an underrated playmaker. He, he could make some things happen on the court. Very underrated distributor. We talk about kind of, him being raw. And I, 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 didn't quite buy into the raw aspect of it. I think he was a little more skilled than people gave him credit for. They just saw a big time athlete. He's got some tools already that, that obviously need a lot of honing, but there's stuff that's already there in his toolkit that, that he can use right now. Well, great observation. Cause uh, Cyrus, remember we talked about that. And, and I so that was watching
1: him. And I said, wow, the thing I was impressed the most about is that he sees the floor really well and he'll yes. create. And I mean, probably at this stage, better than Kevin Durant was at this stage of his career. Kevin Durant was not a great distributor. and He got better when he came to the Warriors. But Kaminga definitely you know, has that ability to do that. And I think that's a big asset because that's not something that can be taught. You know, I tell people I can teach you how to see. Yeah. I mean, I can teach you how to pass. I can't teach you how to see. He sees the floor and made some really, really nice passes. I was, and he's going to learn. You can learn how to shoot. I mean, my God, who better? He just go spend a bunch of time with Steph and Clay, and you'll be all right. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, exactly. And and he has a a a feel of a game, The, the 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 semblance of a feel of the game at this early juncture in his career, and that works out perfectly for a team like the Warriors who are really going to know how to hone that in with him. So uh, I, I'm really excited to see how that aspect of his game continues to develop.
1: Go ahead, Cyrus. I know you're chomping at the bit. I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: We're recording this. It's October
2: 20th. It's the morning or early afternoon after a, a tremendous opening night victory for the Warriors over the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that was favored in that game, a team many are picking to represent the Western Conference uh, in the NBA Finals. And I guess my first question for both of you gentlemen is: In your opinions, um, is the excitement valid? Um, should Dubnation be as excited as they are right now, or is it really just one game?
0: Go ahead. It's uh, you, okay, That's you, Kevin. All right, I, I was going to see the see the floor to the Hall of Famer, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, I would be excited as, as a Warriors fan. I. To me, there were a lot of games that were like that last year that didn't go the Warriors' way. I'm thinking about the game in Boston, just kind of a, yes. a nip-and-tuck fight. The, the, the play-in game at L.A. last year. The, the, the second game of the, the Thursday-Saturday in Dallas. Games that were just kind of drag them down knock them out fights where, all right, maybe guys weren't making a ton of shots, but they were there and they could have won those games and they didn't. But Steph Curry shoots five for 21, they're trailing most of that game, and then they go on a big run to start the fourth quarter with Steph Curry on the bench. I, I, the depth really intrigues me about this team when you compare it to the end of last season when they were playing seven, eight guys for like the last three weeks of the season. So, I mean, I think that alone gives legitimate hope for Warriors fans that this is going to be a much different season than the 2020 slash 21 campaign. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it
1: was one game. Okay, it was yeah, one. game It was one game. Up some very valid points about it. I mean, last year stuff like that wasn't going to happen. I mean, Steph having a horrible, horrific game for him shooting the basketball, and to make the run and do that without him in the game, still not having Clay back, you know, still not having Wiseman available to do stuff. The guys have shown great character, and 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 they're they're not quitters. I mean, they they go out and they play hard. They don't get discouraged. And I think it was impressive what they were able to do and they were able to overcome again, Cyrus. And I have talked about this on numerous occasions. I'm concerned about the lack of size. Well, they, you know, they got hammered. The guys killed them inside doing stuff. But at one point they actually had more offensive rebounds than the Lakers. So, I mean, I, I it was very impressive. I mean, to get that victory on the road to start the season under all of the things that we just mentioned that had prevailed and to come out victorious Give us your reason for hope. No question about that in my mind.
2: Yeah, and and you know, like there's a lot of things that stuck out for me. For starters, I, if we don't mind focusing on the Lakers for a second, I think I know it's only one game, but I think they're in trouble. I mean, they picked up Avery Bradley just two days ago, and he's playing in the closing minutes of this game because of how weak they are defensively and how much they struggle stopping the Warriors. But forget the forget the Lakers. Let's talk Warriors here. Dialika. I mean, he looked like Joe, Joker, Jokic out there. I mean, he looked like the Joker. He was running the point at times. I mean, Draymond talked a week or two ago about his, his, uh, his skills off the dribble and how no one really noticed that. I mean, Bielika was a huge difference in this game. Most Moody was playing important minutes. I thought that stuck out to me. Um, and I guess on that note, I can continue on all day because I'm so excited over this, this one game. I know it's just one game. But um, going back to the G League, you know, Kaminga wasn't available uh Wiseman wasn't available uh and Kevin you're you are literally the expert on the G League team if not more um do you expect Wiseman and Kaminga to play for the G League team this year in your opinion and do you think Moody's going to go down or do you think Moody's already showing enough where he's going to stay with the team for the whole year
0: so I those are all very intriguing questions with with respect to each of those three players I think Kaminga has the best chance to play the most minutes in Santa Cruz just kind of from you know being a rookie coming off an injury and wanting to kind of wean his way back into the flow of things Wiseman I I, so I definitely think Wiseman practices in Santa Cruz I don't know if he plays um that just because practice in the NBA once the regular season gets going it's tough to get kind of like your real win back in in an NBA practice during the regular season. So I think like Wiseman would go down for Santa Cruz practices. I don't know if he plays in a G League game. Maybe he gets one or two. I would love to see that. I think that's kind of one of the next big steps that the G League could take. And Not that Wiseman is a star at this point, but to have like these high leverage guys go on rehab assignments like you see in minor league baseball. I'd love to see something like that happen. I do think Kaminga has the best chance. And Moody, it it was one game. And, yes, he got key rotation minutes. Uh, I I do think that there could be, if he goes through a a spell where things aren't going so hot for him up with Golden State, that he could come down to Santa Cruz. Because Jordan Poole, as a rookie and his second year, was getting rotation minutes. Now, albeit it was a much different team back then, but then he wasn't playing well, and then he did – Go down to Santa Cruz, so that could happen as well, where you, you kind of hit a rough stretch, kind of play your way out of the rotation as a, as a rookie or second year player, and then go to Santa Cruz, get your confidence back up. And when it happened for Jordan Poole, both of those years, he came back and played a lot better with Golden State.
2: You know, Rick, I would love your insights on Bielika. Do you mind talking about him as, as a Hall of oh, Famer, as I- someone who I values your opinion, I value more than just about anyone when it comes to basketball and, and more. What Bialika, to me, stuck out maybe the most in that game. I mean, he was the difference maker, in my humble opinion. What are your thoughts on him? I mean, is is he going to be like a, like a legitimate variable for the Warriors being a championship contender? Or am I being overly excited here from one game?
1: Please well, First of all, the things that he did, that's not something that just happens if you don't know how to do them. <laughs> I mean, it's not like if some miracle came down, all of a sudden God said, OK, in this game, you're going to be able to do this. You're going to handle the ball. You're going to pass. Here it is. He is a European player and most big European players are well-schooled in the fundamentals of the game. And that's the biggest differentiation to me from European players to the players over here is that because the coaches over there look at all the tapes, all the other stuff, fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. They learn how to do those things. The guys here go out, run faster, jump higher, use your athleticism. And they don't necessarily teach him the fundamentals of the game. He's fundamentally sound. He can do a lot of really good things. And I think uh, he is a pleasant surprise for me that I think helps with the cause of having some bigs that can go out there and get the job done for you. So, yes, uh, some very positive aspects of yesterday's victory on the Warriors part with the things that some of the players did, the way that they performed. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm much more optimistic about their chances of certainly being a playoff team as it stands right now even without Clay there and without Wiseman there. Now, if the two of them come back and Wiseman continues to improve and put the effort forth and Clay is anywhere near what he used to be, they become uh, you know a force in the Western Conference. There's no question about that. Oh,
2: and Rick does not mince his words. And, and so if he's actually feeling this, I'm, I'm feeling good. Kevin, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's one game. I know I just asked this a moment ago, but – you know, they beat a legitimate team here. And it and it did seem very convincing on a night when Stephen Curry had what he called a, a garbage night for shooting. I'm not saying verbatim what he said, but it was close to that. I mean, I, are you excited? Are
0: you pumped? I mean, I am. I mean, how are you feeling? 100% excited to see what this team can do this year. And, and to back up Rick's point about Bielita, I thought two years ago, he was very good for the Sacramento Kings. I, I watched a lot of those games in the 1920 season and thought this dude... <laughs> was very solid for them. He kind of wasn't in favor with Sacramento last year, got shipped to Miami, didn't really work out for him with the heat. But, I mean, for, for a veteran minimum contract, I, I thought he was a steal, absolute steal. And, you know, it's only one game, but, yeah, he looked great. And so, yeah, to, to the points we talked about earlier, the increased depth, the Ability to win, albeit one game, when Steph Curry is shooting under 25% from the field and two for eight from three. I think those are all very positive signs, and you're doing it without uh, your second-best player in Klay in Thompson, and you're doing it without your potential starting center and center of the future in James Wiseman and, and Jonathan Kaminga not playing as well as he's still coming back from injury. So I, I think those are all positive signs and certainly reasons to be excited for, for a team that can make some serious noise this year.
1: Yeah, well, you're here listening to the Rick Barry Show with uh, my co-host Cyrus Satchis and uh, Kevin Dana, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors. Uh, delighted that you're with us. Getting back to your point about you're hoping these guys play, I actually think that that Kaminga should be down there playing. I mean, confidence is such a critical element to success. I just got done. I'm here at the Mohegan Sun. If you've ever been here up in you know up in Connecticut area, you should check it out. I and mean, what a beautiful place. <laughs> okay. and I just talk to the people there about what it takes to be successful and stuff, and. And the same qualities that I think work for basketball works for me, I think work in all phases of life. But to me, it all leads up to the biggest thing is having confidence in your abilities and believing in yourself. Well, it's hard to believe in yourself if you're sitting on a bench and you're never playing, but let him get his confidence back. I think that's actually what helped uh, with the development of pool. Poole was able to go back down there and get his confidence because he was not playing well. I was not impressed with him at all, and Cyrus knows that. I said, "My God, he's taking these horrible shots. He's not doing the right kind of things." I mean, he doesn't look. And he went down there, got his confidence, played well, and he's a totally different player right now than he was, you know, when he first had come into the league and joined the Warriors. So I think the same thing could happen with Kaminga, giving him the opportunity to get more time to play, get himself back in shape. Uh, I think that would be a real positive. And the same thing for Wiseman. I I think it would be great to bring those guys back down
0: there. Mm. Yeah. uh, And that, that, that's a great point, Rick. In not only that you're able to kind of play, get your minutes in play well, develop some confidence. You're also able to play through mistakes and Jordan Poole, as great as he was in the G league last year, there were some times where, I mean, he turned the ball over a lot. He was one of the leading guys in, in turnovers in the G league. he, He fouled a three-point shooter up four with five seconds to go, and the game went to overtime. But he did so many other great things, and he was able to play through those mistakes because you are the best player on your team, as opposed to being, you know, playing with Steph Curry and and whoever else uh, up with the big league club. So, being able to make those mistakes and not you get benched for them is, is something that that I think could really help with those guys as well. Oh, and it
1: was a- If this gonna be that kind of oh, oh. party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. The pool party, man!
2: It's a pool party. I mean, I, I'm pumped. I can't help it. Jordan Poole, where did you come from, my man? Woo!
1: Yeah, well, he's got things he still has to learn in doing it. And that's the whole key when you're playing is that you should never be satisfied with what you're doing. It should always be an ongoing educational process. You should always try to improve. And I just told the people today here at the Mohingon Sun when I spoke to them, I said, look, I was the best free throw shooter in the NBA. And I wasn't satisfied and I actually got better. I was a much better free throw shooter at the end of my career than I was at the beginning of my career because I was never satisfied. And if you really want to be great at anything in life, you can never get to the point where you say, "Okay, I've got it now, because I think that's the start of your downward spiral. It should always be a a goal that you should have and your quest to get better in what you're doing. And so Poole has done that and he needs to continue to do that. Wiseman needs to get that kind of attitude and come back from it. Uh, We know that Clay has it. I mean, you know, Clay, we said if anybody's going to come back from that injury, that it won't impact them that much on offense, especially. It may have an impact on defense, depending upon how much he's lost, because in basketball, you lose a half a step, man. You're in trouble. I mean, a half a step is death in the NBA. I tell people I didn't have to beat people. I just had to get even with them. That's a half a step. I get a defender on my shoulder, he's over. You know, it's done. <laughs> you got no chance, and so that's why it's it's really good for these guys to do that, and you can't learn that in practice and sitting on the damn bench watching. You can only learn so much in life watching. You got to go do it. So hopefully, these guys will get that opportunity down there. Uh, you know, with Santa Cruz. I'll tell you guy, Dan, I'm curious as what your thought is, Kevin, about uh one of the guys that I love because my son Canyon got to play with him I just wish they could have played more together at Florida they would have been unbelievable when they did play together you know Chioza is really fun to watch he sees the floor and he's he's I just really like Chioza a lot same and, same uh, I think he'll be fun for the fans to see if he goes down there and they put him on the team to play there but um, uh, you know one of those guys that can come into the game and be a guy coming off the bench to create some havoc and do some really good things what do you think about him Dana I mean, Kevin. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely like what I've seen from him in the G League, and I mean, he would play some pretty meaningful minutes for for the Brooklyn Nets last year when he w- he was on their team as well. He's a guy who can certainly create for others, can create for himself. I uh, he he will be a big part of the Santa Cruz rotation whenever he's down there for sure. I uh, yeah, he he's been very proven at the G League level, and whenever he's come up to the NBA, it feels like year after year he's done a little bit more at the NBA level. So I, I think he's a very good guy to have on a two-way contract. In addition to Jeff Doughton Jr., a guy who played really well for Golden State in Summer League in the Sacramento portion of Summer League before he switched teams. I, I think he played with Orlando in Vegas, can't quite remember, but he's a G League champion, a, a guy who knows how to get to his spots as well. So for those guys that are on two ways, I think those are going to be some pretty intriguing options at the end of the bench for Steve Kerr whenever they're up with Golden State. Oh, and and
2: what I mean, talk, and Rick, you always mentioned how I surf I mean, Santa Cruz. To me, is the capital of surfing. Um, it's it's surf the real surf city USA. You cannot find better waves, at least here in the mainland U.S kevin how did you get your start we were talking before the before we uh, we, we launched we uh, started the podcast that we were talking off the air about your your beginnings and how you got the job yeah. in santa cruz how you became the play-by-play broadcaster um and sorry to ask this again but for the yeah. audience this is brand new uh please share how you got this position and, and i just wanted to uh, tell the audience um i heard you doing play-by-play uh i believe it was for the warriors i believe you're the fill-in uh, play-by-play broadcaster when tim roy is not available and I want to commend you, man. I did not know who you were, and I was listening, and I thought, this is a professional broadcaster. This is someone who actually knows what they're talking about. And oh, you're very welcome, man. I, I, I'm just being honest. Um, so please, and, and, I was, and I was hearing you again, filling in for Tim and doing a fantastic job. So tell the audience how you got this job and how you became the voice
0: of the Warriors for their Geely team. Yeah, so I was a manager for the Stanford men's basketball team when I was a student, you know. Filming practice, making shakes, protein shakes, uh, ball and towel on my hand if I was on the floor, wiping up wet <laughs> spots, doing all that. And I did that for four years. And part of those four years, Kirk Lakob at one point was practicing with the team to, to see if he was going to uh, end up on the roster. He ended up not playing for the Stanford basketball team, but he practiced for a couple of weeks there. And I, so I met him through that. And then we would play pickup at Stanford. And then we, since we kind of knew each other already, we would just talk and and about basketball and, and whatnot. And then eventually, of course, the, the Lake Ups come to, to own the Warriors. This was about a year after I left Stanford. And then uh, I saw some news bulletin that they might move their G League team from Bismarck, North Dakota, where they were the Dakota Wizards, to the Bay Area. And so I just messaged Kirk on Facebook. I said, hey, you move this team to the Bay Area. I want to do your radio. And he's like, yeah, a ton of things need to happen. No guarantees, but you're my guy. And I was like, Awesome. So went through the interview process, and I was lucky enough to get the job at 25 years old back in October of 2012, going into year 10 now. So wow, it's crazy. 10th year in the G League for the Santa Cruz Warriors. And folks, that's the
1: perfect example of that in life. It's not what you know. It's who you know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Like in, in, in broadcasting, I mean, you just have to be a baseline level of not terrible. I think as long as you're OK, then it becomes about who, you know, and I was lucky enough to know Kirk Lakeup. I was not better than the other guys I was going up with in the broad, if, you know, as the finalists. Like I was definitely probably the least uh, accomplished, quote unquote, but I knew Kirk and I got the job. Well, it's a it's a so. good
2: thing at least that the person you knew or that Kirk knew um had talent. I mean, that's a relief for all of us, and and it's kind of it's kind of a relief for me because there's always a lot of criticism about Kirk Lake being in his position out of nepotism, but apparently he does know basketball because before his dad owned the, the Warriors, he was at least playing I mean, even if he didn't make the team, he was at least you know good enough to to make the tryout. So
0: Kirk, Kirk's a good player, and Kirk does know his basketball. He he is a very smart guy, and yeah, and, uh, yeah I've. I've got nothing but good things to say about Crick. And that's not just because he hired me. Like he, he knows his stuff.
2: So if you don't want me asking, uh, Rick Barry's son Canyon, and I've seen enough video I've interviewed him. I, I, I remember meeting him as a kid. It's crazy that he's like in his mid twenties now. Um, why, why is he not a part of the G league warriors? Given Rick is his Jersey hangs in the rafters. I mean, in your opinion, like, uh, you know, th- I, I believe strongly in loyalty and community and Rick's such a warrior's legend that I feel like it would just, makes perfect sense to at least give Canning a shot playing for the Santa Cruz team instead of being out in Iowa representing the T-Wolves uh, a G League team. In your opinion,
0: why is he not on the team and do you think there's ever a possibility of that? I definitely think there could be a possibility of that. I I don't know the inner machinations of what you know the, the GMs are. are you know, GM and our kind of the uh, front office staff in Santa Cruz is thinking with respect to whether Canyon should be on the team or not. He's, he's definitely a very qualified G league player. I've seen Canyon play a ton yeah, um, and, and he does a good job in the G league and he's been a key part of those, uh, of those Iowa wolves teams. One one of like the the few hold holdovers they've had year after year is someone who's kind of seen it all with the Iowa wolves uh, o- over that time. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I don't know. There there's, there's a ton of qualified players in the G league and, <laughs> I don't know why uh, Canyon wouldn't be part of it in, in Santa Cruz. Unfortunately, I don't think I have I've a, a, a reasonable answer there one way or another. I, unfortunately, unfortunately, don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. Fair
3: enough.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, what about last night, uh, going back to the Warriors? Um and again, there was just so much going on there that, that we, could, we could talk about. But uh, in your opinion, Moses Moody, he, he was playing some key minutes. And I love your insights from both of you. Is this a player that you think by the end of the season could, be, could, be, could have a, a legitimate role in the rotation for the team? Or do you think that was just a one-off until they get more players back?
0: Um, I, think,
1: I, think he's, I think he's a guy that can play some. I mean, he's mature for his age. Uh, he can shoot the three which is a critical element in today's game and I'm curious as to what Kevin thinks about this I've said this Kevin yeah. how can a roster for an NBA team in today's game the way it's played have a wing player who can't shoot up in the 30 percentile from three-point range why in the hell is he on your roster
0: <laughs> yeah I mean he better bring a whole lot of everything else if he if he can't shoot 30 percent from three i mean and and honestly my opinion i could reserve one or two spots on my roster if a guy's just kind of a slap the floor defensive player just hustles his tail off and like gary payton the second i think is a yes. perfect example of that um i mean i'll answer most moody in a second but just like Gary Payton, the seconds of career, like 27%, three point shooter. And honestly, I don't care about that number because I think he does everything else. Great. And you're not going to have him on the floor for that long. Anyways. And I thought his 7.3 seconds last night were perfect. (laughs) They came in, stole pass, or, you know, pick someone's pocket. Um, So like, I think there's a spot for one, one and a half guys on, on your roster who can do that. Like, Juan Toscano Anderson was not a good three-point shooter in the G League. Like the year he got called up, he was he started 0 for 17 from three in the G League. Wow. And and then last year he was like a low 40s three-point shooter. So like in clutch he worked making on clutch it. threes. Yeah. Yeah, making big-time threes. Yeah. So I mean, generally speaking, you if you're a wing player, you better be shooting mid 30s from three. If you if you're going to be you know kind of NBA standard replacement level everywhere else, you better be mid 30s from three. Uh, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, and, and Moses Moody certainly brings that. Like, the the coaching staff loves his form. A lot of people mm-hmm. commented on that. It looks pure coming out of his hand. Uh, he he looked really good in summer league, looked very comfortable shooting the NBA three. And, yeah, there, there can certainly be minutes for, for that guy going forward with his length and his defense, uh, and, and not to mention his shooting, for sure. We'll, we'll see what the future mm. holds. But he's getting rotation minutes last night, and – Uh, you know, five and a half minutes, but still not bad. Yeah, it's
1: not an easy thing to ask people who have been star players where they've been before to all of a sudden come in and accept the role of being a a bench player, who has to sit there for seems like an eternity. Get in the game and be able to go out and play at a high level immediately without hurting yourself. And and it's hard. And then you got to put the extra time and the effort in on your own to go and work really hard to keep yourself in shape to do it. I remember my son, John, one time he was doing with the Hawks and he was playing some minimal minutes. And I said, John, are you still working out to do something keeping your shape? But he was playing and he's always been great off. He was always great off the bench doing it, you know, playing 15 minutes, 17 minutes, whatever. Well, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, one of the guys on the team gets, gets hurt. And he's now, and they throw him in the starting lineup. Well, all of a sudden, his shooting wasn't there. He's playing 35 minutes a game, doing something. He didn't have his legs, and so yeah. by the time he finally got himself in shape to do it and get ready, and finally he had a good game. Everything the other guys back, so he missed a great opportunity. That's why you only sometimes get one great opportunity. You better be ready for that opportunity. So why you got to keep yourself in the best shape possible so that if that opportunity does come for you, you go in and you make the most of it. And in his case, he wasn't in physical condition shape wise to be able to play those 35 minutes at the same level he was able to play 17 minutes and it, and it, i think it you know had an impact on him somewhat and uh, and hurt him a little bit but you know that's that's the advice i give to these guys is don't just say okay i'm playing five or seven minutes and you're happy you can do that well shit all of a sudden if you got to play 15 20 or more you're not going to play as well yeah you're not in shape right definitely
2: Kevin yeah. Dana, uh, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Santa Cruz Warriors, joins us here. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevo408, K-E-V-O-408. And I know you, you broadcast a lot of other teams as well. Before you go, um, and this is a question for both of you. Uh, do you think Kevin Durant regrets leaving the Warriors now? Um,
0: yeah. I, I don't know what, what goes on in Kevin Durant's mind. I, I, I don't know him. I won't pretend that, that I know him. All I know is he is one of the most skilled players in the NBA right now. Yes. Uh, but con- considering what's going on with Kyrie Irving right now, I- I'm sure this is not how he envisioned the 2021-22 season going without having one of the best players on his team available for, for the roster. So uh, I'm-, I'm not sure I'd say he regrets leaving the Warriors, but I'm sure he's not super happy with how <laughs> things are going in Brooklyn right now. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. They, they didn't look very good for a while. They were okay. But then all of a sudden it's like the wheels came off. And, yeah. and speaking of things, I could just tell you right now, the Milwaukee Bucks, when you are the defending champions, it's, it just makes a difference in their confidence level going out to play. I mean, they looked like a championship team. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. They hung tough in there and they're going to be playing with, the, with the confidence, but they have to be doing that because you have to understand they are now the target every time they go out on the court, for a lot of the teams, the less skilled teams in the league, that's a huge game for them. You're playing the defending champions. So you have to be mentally ready to play every single game because you're a target every game. And if those guys don't realize that, they'll get themselves into some trouble.
2: Oh man. Kevin, uh, you know, is it, is it a packed house in Santa Cruz? I mean, or is it going to be, I don't know how it went last year, but are you anticipating sellouts? Like if fans want to catch games in Santa Cruz and then, Go get some amazing calamari down the street at the at the yeah. the, the, the you know the marina. Um, how did how do fans get tickets? Uh, is it is it is it possible? I mean, are there seats available? Like, can you describe that?
0: Yeah. So here here's a little trick to the industry trade. You you have to reserve X number of tickets for walk ups. So games will be sold out, but you can still get tickets. Like they're oh. they're sold out in the like this is what we can sell pre and then walk up and and so and and you can still get tickets that way but it will be a cram because i don't know what the number is now but before the pandemic it was x number of consecutive sellouts near 100 or something i mean have to get our team president chris murphy on he i'm sure he knows the exact number but yeah no it is it's it's 2500 seats so there's not a lot of seats to go around makes for a nice intimate environment uh, it's a great place to watch a G league game. I think a 2,500 seat facility, anywhere from like 2,000 to maybe 3,500, 4,000 is like the perfect venue size for, for a G league facility. Uh, the fans love it down there. It's a, it's a lot of fun, uh, playing a game at Kaiser Permanente Arena, but it, it, it has been since I think February 29th, 2020, since we've had fans in the building. Cause last year was all in a bubble and we did all our broadcast remotely from an empty Kaiser Permanente Arena while everyone was playing in Orlando. Wow. Um, so yeah, no, Santa Cruz basketball.com. You can get tickets that way. Um, or, or you can call up our offices. Uh, I don't know the number off the top of my head, (laughs) but it starts with eight (laughs) three one because it's in the Santa Cruz area. Um, like 713 4,400 or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, it'll definitely be a good time. We got exhibition games going up against the first professional basketball team in the NBA umbrella from Mexico city. Uh, on the 29th and the 30th, and then the regular season starts November 5th against the Stockton Kings, uh, Sacramento's G League affiliate. So, nice. yeah, SantaCruzBasketball.com. Oh, beautiful, uh,
2: Kevin. Thank you so much. I know you got to run. Uh, Rick, any any final questions or words? Oh, or appreciate real- it,
1: Kevin. Thanks so much. Hope you guys. Uh... Have a great season down there that everybody stays yeah. healthy and, uh, and we wish all of the great warriors fans down in the Santa Cruz area, all the best for the, uh, upcoming holidays. So, so go Santa Cruz warriors.
0: Oh, thank you, you very much, Rick. Honored to be on with you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Take care, man. Thank you.
2: Kevin Dana. That was a, it was a, that was a, that was a nice uh, change of pace there a little bit. Get the G league voice. Let's get, I want, I want your boy on that team. Damn it. I want Canning yeah. to play for the warriors. I, 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 I would love for someone to explain to me, someone who actually has the power to make decisions, why he is not problem, a
1: part of. The, the problem, here, uh, Cyrus, is that is that uh, you know the other team in Minnesota has his rights. I mean, so if oh. they don't want to let him go, I mean, it's not like he can just go anywhere he wants to go. I mean, they no. had him; they had signed him. You know, they they want him. They said they want him. They say have an expanded role for him. What that means, who the hell knows? I mean, okay. expanded role. Well, you know, maybe give him a few ten-day contracts or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him a shot. Yes. Make a make a few extra bucks or whatever. But he also just got chosen for the Americas Cup uh, team by USA Basketball for three x three again. And you know, he had that such misfortune of missing out with the Olympics because he hurt himself two days before the qualifying tournament in Austria. He got replaced because right. he couldn't move his back and they didn't qualify, and so he missed out on being an Olympian, but now he was given the honor of being a part of representing USA in the North America, South America, Central America tournament they're going to be having uh, in November, I think down uh, in Miami, if I'm not mistaken, but anyway, uh, you know, he's still there, he's doing his thing, and I think his goal is to try to still hang in there and hope that maybe something will break for him. But if not continue with the three X three thing, and hopefully have a chance to maybe get on the team there that might qualify or do something for the next Olympics in three X three. So we'll see. Right.
2: And the next Olympics is actually kind of, it's, it's in two Jordan. years, I think, right? Yeah, because, yes.
1: because it was a, yeah, it was, it was a year later that they had it because of, uh, you know, Corona and stuff. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be in three years instead of four years.
2: Well, let's hope, let's hope Canyon plays, man. And I know he really was excited for that. When I had him on uh, my, my surfing podcast, he was, I mean, I could hear the elation. Uh, and the anticipation and his voice talking about that. And it's just such a shame that all, you know, everything happened the way he did. Um, and I do hope he plays in the pros, by the way, do you want to play any sound from last night's game or should we just move on? Is it even worth it? I mean, we got Steph and Curry talking about the team Draymond
1: Kerr. Put Steph, um, I've been here. Let, put Steph on. See what, uh, let's put Stefan. Do you want
2: to hear Steph talking about uh, yeah. be, what Bialika be, be brings to the table?
1: Yeah, for sure. Let's de- let people hear it from a teammate, as opposed to from us, or us outside observers. Well, I
2: wouldn't call you an outside observer, but I i, I am, I am an outside
1: observer. They're not paying me. I'm an outside observer.
2: <laughs> well, that's true. I, I guess you can say that. But, but you but, I mean, you've played the game so long. I mean, you, the last thing I consider you as is an outsider. You know what I'm saying? You might not technically be part of the team now. Anyways, um, here is Stephen Curry. Uh, this is after the game, uh, talking about uh, Bialika's uh, impact on the team. Great said
0: that he didn't know Bialika could pass like this. I really got here. <laughs> Uh, did you? And also, what does this passing
1: do for you? Just flipping it out of the double team. I didn't know either. Um, <laughs> uh, he has freedom to make those type of plays. You know, he, especially when he's at the five, he's a threat to shoot. Puts the ball on the floor if he doesn't have anything, and and he can, you know, read the defense and see what open guys and huge because he's gonna have space um, if we do what we're supposed to do so um, I like this patience tonight it was, it was cool just to see like he looked shy didn't have it put it on the floor you know drive survey you know the options make the right play there's a huge little drop down pass to D Lee in the fourth4 that you know kept our momentum going so it was, it was great to watch.
2: All right, so that was a uh, that was Stephen Curry talking about B-League. You know, another thing I, I saw in the game last night, I love your insights on is um, Damian Lee, who I'm I'm really impressed with. He's he, he seems to be fitting in nicely in his role coming off the bench, and I see him posting up in that corner a lot. And because the Warriors suddenly have all these other options on offense, he's alone and he's hitting these open threes. Uh, yeah, well, from that game last night. I mean, are you is this offense? exciting you you know I mean Bialika looked incredible and and you know he got all these other pieces suddenly shooting well and scoring and passing the ball movement was impressive and Wiggins was hitting some huge threes um yeah what are your thoughts overall on, the, on this offense I mean I love your insights
1: Well, it's the Warriors offense I mean that's what they did during the run that they had I mean as I say they, they passed the ball they play unselfishly they move they cut it's not give the ball to somebody and go one on one. I mean, you know, it's not like you come down the floor like the teams. I remember I told you when I did the playoffs with the first time against Cleveland, 69 times they had zero or one pass in their option. And <laughs> that's insane. I mean, the more decisions, as my father had told me, the more decisions, son, you force the defense to make, the more the likelihood they'll make a mistake. And the Warriors have some smart players. And so if you have smart players, you recognize those mistakes that the defense is making and you capitalize on those mistakes and you get yourself some easy baskets inside or you get the open looks outside. And they did a wonderful job of passing and moving the basketball the way I was taught how to play the game, the way I enjoyed playing the game and the way I enjoy watching the game. Yes. That's the big difference. And I think the players are realizing and it's fun now for them to play that way and know that if you move, you pass your cut, you're going to get opportunities and they're knocking down the good shots and the open opportunities. And if you do that on a consistent basis and you make the number one thing, the commitment to team defense, yeah, that has to be their number one priority. It's not about, I know you love Porter and stuff at all. It's not about coming in and playing great defense. It's team Defense that wins championships, not individual defense. That's a bonus. If the team is committed to playing great team defense that will keep you in the games when a Steph Curry is having a game like he had there, because some of the other guys stepped up, that's why this is a team. One guy doesn't do it. I didn't do it when I did it. I mean, I just, again, talked to the people here at the Mohegan Sun today in my speech, say it was about leadership. And I said, Yeah, well, I think I was the leader and all. I said, But when it all came down to it, I said, it was my team that wound up doing it. And I showed my guys, regardless of how tough it was, I would be there for them, even if I was struggling. When I was two for 14 in game seven in the Western Conference Final, now people remember that. I was two for 14 from the field and we're down 10 in game seven at home. And Al Laddles puts me on the bench for the remainder of the third quarter and three minutes into the next quarter. My teammates for one period of time held Chicago scoreless for over seven minutes When I went back in the game, finally, we were only down six points. Then fortunately, I believe in myself. I had confidence. I had nowhere to go but up from where I was. And so I happened to play the way I should have been playing the whole game. And George Johnson was crazy blocking, you know, five shots, everything that was coming inside. The two biggest cheerleaders during that late third quarter and early fourth quarter were Clifford Ray and me cheering from our teammates. And, you know, Jamal (laughs) Wilkes came through. It was Keith at the time, you know, same thing with Phil Smith, Jeff Mullins, a veteran, but that's what team basketball is all about. It's not about you individually. It doesn't matter what you do individually. You have to do what's right for the team. Okay. And sometimes you have to sacrifice for the team. So Mm -hmm. this is what the Warriors are doing. They're playing that kind of basketball right now. That was a really exceptional performance on their Mm -hmm. part, especially trailing, being on the road and turning it on in the fourth quarter with Steph Curry. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that and you said that, okay, well, Warriors are done. Right. How many people in that situation thought that the Warriors had a chance of winning that game? I guarantee it was very, very small people, only the diehard fans who believe in miracles.
2: (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Early in the third quarter, especially I was I was losing faith for sure, losing hope, at least. Uh, Here's one more soundbite. This is Steve Kerr. and, And, you know, we used to hear this motto and this adage a lot from the in the five year run strength in numbers. Right. Because of the Warriors depth. And we're seeing that again after a two-year absence where, you know, we a hiatus, whatever you want to call it. Um, this is Steve Kerr after the game uh, talking about how well the team played when Steph was on the bench and the strength of numbers.
3: Leandre, Andre, um, Damian Lee was fantastic tonight. And, um, you know, when Steph's on the bench and Jordan is out there making plays, uh, we're able to spread the floor and get the ball moving. And and that group plays really well together. So a lot of fun to watch. Steve, so to follow-up on that. Obviously, it's just one game, but so often when stuff came off the floor last year, everybody struggled to get this kind of win in the second half. When it's playing like this, what does it do for the early confidence of the team? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we were building confidence in the preseason. And you know, obviously, you know, we, we go 5-0 and in the preseason, and then all that goes out the window um, because records don't matter. But we felt in the preseason, I've been telling you guys you know, for, for a couple weeks now, I really like this team. But you still have to go out and prove it, and and I think you know, when you go out there for the first time every year, opening night, there's there's just some nerves, and, and you got to get, you know, get over that that hump. Um, first half, I did not recognize the team I was watching. They, they were not the team that I've watched the last uh, three weeks in camp. Second half, that that's who we are. Um, floor spacing, ball movement, hitting singles, um, nothing crazy, um, solid defense. So, really good win.
1: And there you go. Yeah, and that's what it's about. I mean that that's uh, that's the way every team should be playing this uh, this amazing game of basketball. And it was it was fun to watch and to see how the guys perform. So hopefully. This will be the start of uh, of many more performances uh, on that level. But, you know, hopefully we won't get to the fourth quarter with Steph on the bench and him shooting five for 21. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's hope not. Let's hope not. You know, Rick, before we go, uh,
2: shifting gears from the Warriors, uh, a lot of what's attracting attention in the media regarding the NBA is this Ben Simmons situation. He got suspended for a game by Doc Rivers. He clearly does not want to be a part of that team. Um, Your boy, Tim Legler was on first take this morning and I learned something new about the situation, which was that uh, Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris actually flew to Ben Simmons home to try to convince him to change his attitude and change his mind about not wanting to be a part of the team. And he just dismissed them. He just told them tough, you know, and just was cold to him. I mean, look, I, I to me, Daryl Morey is the most overrated GM on the planet. I love his nickname, Dork Elvis. I think he bungled this thing by thinking that he could just wait and, and Ben Simmons Valley was just going to magically rise again. Um, this has turned into a complete disaster. Uh, in your opinion, I would love your insights on who's right, who's wrong and how to rectify the whole situation.
1: Well, there's no right, no wrong. I mean, Ben Simmons obviously is entitled to do whatever the hell he wants to do. It's his life and he makes the decisions. to what's happening there. I do think that he's, uh, he's still a relatively young guy. Uh, it's immature what he's done. He isn't helping the cause. The fact that your teammates would come down there and try to get you to come back, and you were to dismiss them, that's destroying any opportunity that this team may have to be able to, (laughs) to, you know, to resurrect and rebuild the bridge that you know he's been burning down here lately. And this doesn't make it. Chemistry is such an important part of a team and having success. I mean, you're together with these guys. You're together more than you are probably sometimes with your family if you're a married kid with kids and all because you're together. You're traveling there. And if you don't have a working relationship that makes sense, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. I mean, it really is a nightmare. So he made, this, he, made, he made a real bad mistake and everything. And so we'll just have to tell him. Jack, tell him about it, man. Come on, Jack. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! <laughs> So that's the truth, Ben. I mean, I, I love it, you. you've got a lot of things going for you and all, but you're acting a little bit mature immature at this particular stage. and you're not doing yourself any good and you're doing a terrible disservice to a team that was willing to pay you a crazy amount of money yeah. and you know accept the criticism. I mean, you know people were saying it not to go ahead and put you down. They're just telling you what you needed to do to make yourself into a more valuable asset to your team. And you should have been doing that on your own. Every season after it was over, I would look and say, okay, what did I do well this season? What did I not do well this season? I didn't go out and practice free throws all the time because I was really good at shooting free throws. (laughs) I spent the time on doing the other things where I wasn't quite as good at. And in his case, He should be getting somebody, whoever it may be, the greatest teaching coach in the world of basketball to teach you about shooting and go out and be working and spending hours and hours and hours every day to get to the point where you have confidence in your shot. Because if that happens, he becomes really valuable to a basketball team if he would just learn that facet of the game, which you can learn. You guys just brought up another guy that was like missed his first 17 shots. And then all of a sudden, the next season, he's shooting 42% from threes. You can learn to become a better shooter. There is no question you can do that. So come on, Ben, you know, get your act together. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but you're totally screwing up the Philadelphia 76ers by your actions
2: absolutely and and ben you got 35 million dollars a year for the next four years rick barry's the greatest free throw shooter ever throw a million or two his way and and let him teach you how to shoot Yeah, what he should (laughs)
1: should hire canyon i'm serious yes no no he should he should get let canyon come and do that and canyon would help him with the shooting as well because he knows that inside out also he could certainly do that and you know that shooting sleeve i told you about that my son scooter had yeah i mean he's got enough money that he should go call my son scooter buy the technology to own it and take that. And my son would go work with him. He took DeAndre Jordan, totally changed his shot and had him shooting over 75% in only three different sessions using this sleeve. This would be the greatest thing ever for Ben Simmons. It would change his game, change his career and he'd be the owner of a company that would sell multi-millions of dollars of these sleeves. I've been trying to get Steph to do this because if we had the Steph Curry shooting sleeve, you couldn't build them fast enough because every kid in the world would want to have one. I mean, I'm serious. If there was ever a no-brainer product in the world of sports, that would be an incredible success. It's this sleeve. It's the greatest teaching tool and most sophisticated thing I've ever seen. It puts all this other stuff that's out there that are just gimmicks and whatever that gives you instantaneous feedback and seriously if steph curry and you program then his shooting into this sleeve you literally literally i mean could learn to have the same shooting form that steph curry has that's how incredible it is
2: does it drive you crazy that so many athletes uh just clearly have the ability to improve their shot but just willingly choose not to i mean like like jordan Poole is a perfect example of someone who was mightily struggling and you just referenced this a moment ago and through hard work through practice through proper coaching he is now a legitimate three-point shooter he's a legitimate offensive threat in pretty much every every way you can score um does that drive you crazy I mean does that drive you nuts that how many players just decide "Eh, it's just I don't feel like doing it that's really what they're doing right they're just voluntarily deciding I don't care that much to work on this like does that drive you crazy
1: Uh, Yeah, we can play the music for that one. Yeah, I mean, seriously. How could you not want to try anything within reason to get better at something that you are not proficient at? I, I just don't understand. It's not just basketball and shooting. It's in all walks of life. Right. You always have to strive to get better. And there are things out there or people out there who could help you to do that. And to refuse to do that is just being immature, being foolish. You can do it. I mean, th- there's a way to be able to get better. And you should always be striving to do that. And hopefully some of these other guys will do it. I mean, certainly Ben Simmons is a candidate. There's a bunch of other guys that are candidates for improving it. I mean, and just even to the same thing, just with shooting free throws, for heaven's sake. You know? But this shooting sleeve, I'm saying, Ben, you're making $35 million. I guarantee you, you could spend some of that, own this company, own the Uh technology, use it for yourself and then turn around and sell it and make a fortune with that technology because it can be applicable to other sports. We showed it to some of the great quarterbacks. You can have it to learn how to throw a football properly. You can learn it to how to, so that in baseball, that your arm is in the right position. So you won't injure your shoulder and get have to have Tommy John surgery. You can do it for kicking a football. You, they were working on something to do it. And if you had, cause he's got the money to do it to do it for golf. So, you, I mean, this is the greatest teaching tool ever. Ben, you got 35 million a year. It wouldn't cost very much of your money. Buy the damn technology. <laughs> get my son to come and work with your scooter and take this company and make a fortune. Make, he'll, he would make more money in the long haul and also in rehab as well. He could buy this company, help himself, make a fortune in basketball and probably make more money taking this out to all those areas I just talked about and have one of the greatest products in the world. So Ben, there you go. Let's get this out to him.
2: And, and speaking of sleeves, Rick, you got a couple of products you endorse or is ghostly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Go sleeve. Yeah. Go sleeve is really cool. Amazing product. It's really, I wear it all the time. It's great. I'm trying to get Steph some so that he can wear it, put it on his knee, put it on his calf or his Achilles and whatever, just to make him feel better. And it's got kinesio tape in it. It's, it's really, really very special product and it's well-made, not super expensive at all. Uh, they stand behind it. I, I wear it all the time when I play pickleball. And then to go along with that, I use my, the cannabinoid company, Medicileaf, that I'm involved with, that has a great, great products. So you go to Medicileaf.com and you put the code 24 in there, you get a nice discount for ghost sleeves. You put RB24 as the code, you'll get a nice discount for that as well. Uh, and I've seen firsthand, I use this all the time. Every day I use these products when I before I play pickleball uh, it's the sponsor for the PPA the Professional Pickleball Association and the pros love it uh, yeah give it a try and you know again a nice discount 24 on the medicaleaf.com and rb24 on the other pro other product for excuse me for uh, Ghost go sleeves so nice. yeah it's really cool and you know I have a, I have another one I'm using too that's called gogyv.com that I've gotten off of Celebrex for it. that's another great natural product gogyv.com and I'm trying to remember if I had a code to get something there, there. But anyway, there's just a lot of great stuff out there. And we. I just hope that everybody has some wonderful holidays coming up. Obviously, we're, we're getting close to uh, to Halloween fun and stuff. Yeah. The and then we have you know Thanksgiving and Christmas, too. So let's hope that we get back to some sense of normalcy. We're
2: getting uh, there. We're you getting see there. all those all athletes
1: right. there? These are a lot of people that are for some of them are current. You know, a, a cat to gal that does the the, the, uh, the the boxing stuff, you know, the tough martial arts thing. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Really yeah. yeah. MMA, yeah. Yeah. And then and then some of the other guys, one of the guys in here was a great swimmer when he was younger and and he was using this product for uh, uh, go GoGYV.com, which is called Biogenesis. And <clears throat> he came within, I forget, a few tenths of a second of his freaking record when he was younger and he's in his forties now. I mean, wow. everybody swears by it. I, I got off of taking a prescription drug for my knee that has no cartilage in it. I haven't taken it for years now, taking this product you know, in the morning and at night it's just it's it's really something worth trying to, uh, to to help you you know feel a little bit better. All natural. That's Check incredible,
2: Rick. Rick, how, how old are you? Do you mind if I ask again? As I know I you're what seven. Seven. So Rick is seventy-seven. And for people that, that are listening to this, you can't see him. I would, Rick, you're. I would guess you're in your fifties. I mean, you're you're aging phenomenally. Congratulations, yes, sir. Well, and you. and I don't and I don't know if this product is a, is a difference, but it's go
1: GY. Oh, it gives you more energy, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Check GYV. Yeah. GYV.com. Check it out. And uh, I mean, I'm only, I'm into staying healthy for sure. And, you know, God bless. I'm having some fun doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, take care of myself and, yeah, it's good stuff. I really, truly is. I, uh, I I I love staying healthy. I just won the. Uh, I didn't tell you. you know, I won the World Seniors thing. I yet. heard.
2: Yes. I don't know if we announced it on the show, but yeah, congratulations. You are a champion now in in pickleball. Congratulations. Yeah,
1: well, I, sir. I was, well, last year I was. I won two gold medals at the uh, mixed doubles and men's doubles in the U.S. Open stuff in my age category, but this skill category was the top skill level, and it was for sixty five. To 74 ages. Of course, I'm older than that. So I played down, had to play better players, but some of them were Hall of Fame. <laughs> guys. And I was really proud of myself because I knew it was on me. So you know how it is in certain situations. I'm playing with a guy that was a former champion and doing stuff in his early 70s or mid 70s. And we were playing against a couple of the teams uh, that were actually in their you know high late 60s. And he said to me, he said, Rick, let me just tell you something. He said, if they had a pro 65 plus division, they do a senior division, which they're going to go up to 60 in the PPA. But if they had a 65 division on the pro level, he said, after our victory, we would be the number one team right now. Wow. Yeah.
2: And and you're not kidding about pickleball being the fastest growing sport. The the, the future wife and I went to the tennis court the other day and they put new lines on the court indicating the pickleball boundaries. And so we decided, even though we only had tennis rackets, I'm one step away. We're going to buy the pickleball rackets now. Um, they're like paddles, right? Isn't that how they are more? The yeah, more they're paddles. paddles. They're called and paddles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and we're gonna play. I mean, it's it's clearly like taken off. I mean, we were we were, kind of, we were very surprised to see the tennis courts with those new boundaries. They didn't adjust the nets. You said the the net height is a little different, right? For pickleball yeah, versus men,
1: tennis. Yeah, and it's it's totally different. But it's so much fun to play. You just you can see so many highlights on it. The top players, Ben Johns, he's unbelievable. I mean, and, you know. This, it's so much fun. I mean, I'm missing the PPA tournaments going on right now down in uh, in Las Vegas. But I had these commitments. and I'm getting ready to move back down to Florida for the winter. So uh, I'm not going to be there, but I'll be out at the at the uh, La Quinta. We, they got a big thing coming up in the beginning of uh, November. And then I'm playing. I got invited to play in the national championships oh. in December back out in, uh, in Palm Springs area, too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to all of that stuff. And for you, just so you know, before you, if you're going to do it and you want to do it, let me know okay Give me. I'll get your address. Stuff. I'll hook. If you want to get stuff, I'll get. I use engage rackets. Uh, pat. You know, paddles. Engage paddles. One of the top paddle companies. And I'll do that if you want to get it. And you want to get help, you want get your deal on getting a couple of engage paddles for you that you can go ahead and save yourself some money. And uh yeah, and check check it out and give it a shot. (laughs) And just just look at the rules and follow it. But I'll tell you what. Trust me, you will get hooked on this
2: oh i can tell because i've played tennis i've played tennis most of my life and i know they're different sports but there are similarities as well and and, uh and i'm excited Excited to play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And you can follow Rick Berry on all social media platforms at Rick24berry. Uh, you can follow uh this this program on all social media platforms at Warriors24 Pod, where you know I have two shows: the Rick Berry Show, and on days when Rick is not available or can only jump in for brief moments. I take over and we do Warriors 24-7, a spin-off of the Rick Berry Show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Road Show. For Warriors fans, congratulations. Um, we're all pumped. Uh, they play the Clippers tomorrow night at home. Any thoughts on that game, Rick? Do you think the Warriors will succeed? I mean, based on the Lakers game, there's a reason for optimism, but would love your insights on that. The Clippers are not quite the Lakers level, but yeah. What are you thinking? It's a home game. First one of the year. Chase center is going to be packed for the first time ever.
1: Did they invite well, you be, or, or you? you think- uh, no, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet a plug nickel on any NBA game, you know, cause God only knows what can happen. I mean, who the hell thought they <laughs> would win that game after the way that they were playing and they wound up winning it. This one say, Oh, they're going to be at home. They'll be just fine. Well, they'll liable to get their butts kicked. You just don't know. The only thing I will tell you what, that I'm not a betting person, but I will bet that Steph Curry shoots better than he shot in the game last night.
2: <laughs> so I am a betting person. And one of our official sponsors through our network believe is a, betonline.ag i bet on the warriors last night one one a handsome little uh, amount of pocket change so i'm happy about that um but yeah so there you go so rick is confident steph's gonna shoot better and I'm sure we'll do another show soon. Uh, and you're going back to Colorado and then packing up to Florida, right? That's the next step. Yeah, heading back to
1: Colorado uh, tomorrow and then getting ready to go back and be down in Florida for the wintertime and uh, bouncing around. And who knows, maybe, you know, I'll be out at Warriors game or something. Who knows? Uh, well, well let me know when you do that
2: because I will come to Shea Center. And, uh, when they do invite you next, I know you get invited a lot. Uh, again, your jersey hangs in those rafters. I cannot emphasize that enough. But next time you're here, I'll, I'll gladly meet hey. up with you at the, at the arena. So, and thanks, Rick. These shows are always a pleasure. They make my day. Uh, safe travel, sir. I'm sure we'll
1: do this again soon. Yeah, thanks. Always a pleasure, guy. And everybody stay well, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next time.
2: Presented by Bet Online.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.